Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Ladies and gentlemen, RPA is proud to present Aaron's Horror Show with Aaron Frail. This is Jason Witter, author, illustrator of Tiniest Vampire and Monsters Eating Ice Cream, and you are listening to Aaron's Horror Show. Welcome to Aaron's Horror Show Season 3, and I'm your host, Aaron Frail. We're going to go ahead and talk about movies, TV, and read some fiction. If you want to get hold of the show, you can go ahead and go to Facebook.com, Aaron's Horror Show, or you can go to Twitter.com, Aaron Horror Show, or you can go ahead and send us an email at Aaron's Horror Show at gmail.com. Uh, you can also go ahead and support the show by going to Patreon.com forward slash Aaron Frail. Thank you so much for listening, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Aaron's Horror Show, and I'm your host, Aaron Frail. I got a cool movie for you. Actually, it's not a movie. I'm sorry. Series. It's a series on Netflix, but oh my god. I normally watch things so you don't have to, and I'm going to spoil this. But uh, yeah, so spoilers, go watch it. But man, this is like the best thing I've seen in like a really long time. I love this. Like, 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 okay, you know how much I like Stranger Things. I think I actually like this more than Stranger Things. So, you know, yeah, something that beat out Stranger Things, right? So this series is like everything that I strive to do in my own writing. <laughs> so this is like exactly what, what I want. Like, like there's very few things that make you jealous when, when, when you watch them as a writer. You know, like, like as, a, as a writer, you usually appreciate what other people are doing go yeah that's really good but you know it's not your style so you don't necessarily get get jealous of this this i was like jealous of it because i was just like like this is everything that i want to be doing with my writing <laughs> this is exactly like like you know like I, I wrote a book called time burrito about a guy like going through time searching for a a the most perfect breakfast burrito right so you know <laughs> to <laughs> to give you a you know, an idea. I like comedy genre fiction. So yeah, I'm guessing you're, uh, I'm guessing you're, you're guessing that this is a comedy genre fiction. And so ladies and gentlemen, spirits and aliens and whoever listens to this podcast, historians of the future going, what are these people from this time period? Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe future family members, great 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 grandpa is a weird guy listen to his podcast uh <laughs> you know whoever's listening this is it this is the series daybreak oh my god daybreak yes daybreak is a comedy post-apocalyptic adventure so it, it it hits it on all levels for me you know how much i love like post-apocalyptic fi fiction in general i probably talked about you know, <laughs> a lot of it in the in the course of this podcast. I, I bet if you were to total up just the uh, 
different things uh, that I have viewed and have reviewed. I'm guessing post-apocalypse will probably be number one. I haven't actually done that. I don't know. <laughs> In fact, I often forget what I've reviewed. You know, one of these days, if I do enough of these podcasts, I'm, I'm going to watch something again and forget that I reviewed it on a podcast, which will be a great day for all of you, because you you'll get to see if my opinion changed over the years. You know what I mean? Because I, I think opinions change, you know? Like, I don't, I don't know. You know, if you like something five years ago, it doesn't mean you can't watch it again in five years and go, man, why did I like that? Or, you know, I, man, I, I missed out on that one. I, I, you know what I mean? Like, like honestly, mm-hmm. I don't think you need to have the same opinions uh, throughout your whole life. I think they change all the time. You get new information. Your ch- tastes change. Things happen. You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah, that's why I really hate when they go to politicians and say, well, they're wishy-washy. And it's like, no, they're just they're changing their mind. People change their minds. You know what I mean? It's okay to do that. Like, like, honestly, I would rather have a politician that like changes their mind if they're presented with new evidence. You know what I mean? Like, 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 you know, if, if, if a politician was like, like, oh, this new thing we're going to put in everyone's water is perfectly safe. And, and then, you know, he goes out and makes this big speech about how it's perfectly safe. And then later on, some scientist runs in at the last minute and says, wait, the water's poison. (laughs) Uh, this is going to kill everyone in America. I would want the politician to change their mind on that issue. Even though he gave the good speech, I'd want the politician to go, you know what? I got some new evidence. The stuff we're putting in the water is not good. You know, <laughs> like, like you would want that too, right? Yeah, I think everyone would. So, you know, yeah, change your mind, folks. It's okay. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyways, yeah, if you, if I do a podcast uh, a thing again, uh, anyways, I'm stalling. <laughs> I'm stalling uh, to tell you about Daybreak. Only to keep the suspension. Why is Daybreak so good? Okay, it's so good, yes, because post-apocalyptic. But it's also comedy. It it is really just, like, as a fan of post-apocalyptic fiction, it kind of just makes fun of post-apocalyptic fiction. Like, for example, you know, the the premise of this apocalypse is there's some, like, nukes that go off that have uh, uh, some sort of bio-weaponry that basically kills everyone who is above 18. And so... Basically, everyone in high school survives, and, and all the adults die. Uh, you know, they 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 break the rule a little bit in the later in the series, where you find out that there are some adults that have survived. Uh, the adults basically turn into ghoulies, which are zombies. But you know, unlike like they act like a zombie from a typical zombie movie, but uh, unlike <laughs> zombies from a typical zombie movie, they. Uh, you know, the, they they constantly chatter about the last thing they were thinking before they got turned into to ghoulies. Uh, so, you know, imagine a, a zombie, but the zombie is saying, like, there's a sale at Lululemon. There's a sale at Lululemon. Instead of, uh, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's kind of funny. Uh, anyways, uh, you know, and then so we, we get to the main character, who's Josh, who's a, a transfer student, uh, and, and like, it, it starts off where I just appreciate the sense of humor. Like, like in the beginning, he, he meets the golf gang. Uh, yes, it's, it's all the golf club from high school and they have a gang where they have all their golf clubs, you know, with spikes and stuff on them. And, and the main golf gang like flips off the main character. And so Josh, who, who picked up this samurai, uh, sword, uh, <laughs> wants to chop off his finger to to you know prove something to him but he misses and and you know 
the blade gets stuck in the arm and all this <laughs> chaos ensues uh where the the guy's like your your blade's stuck in my arm you know like it's really i don't know it's really goofy like i think uh <laughs> i just really appreciate the 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 style of humor and then it, it it's also very meta so it it breaks the fourth wall a lot so uh you know the the main character josh he he starts off as the narrator and 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 just kind of you know turns to you and and has these flashbacks and like at one point they're standing outside the mall and there's a chain on the door and then he has a flashback towards the mall and he he says you know there's no chain on the door in my flashback and the chain disappears and he walks in so it's very like <laughs> like meta you know there's at one point where he he disappears and and the camera kind of looks for him and can't find him and then he's like over here you know and, and gets the camera to come follow him and and then they even break the narrator trope uh and eventually all the characters have their own episode where they're the narrator and uh you know in this <laughs> post-apocalyptic high school the jocks are all kind of a mad max uh gang and uh what's really brilliant about the jocks is that their leader is uh basically so if you ever seen Mad Max 2, I believe it was 2, it was a, uh, I think it was the second one, where Mad Max shows up at this town, and the town then gets surrounded by this, like, gang of post-apocalyptic thugs, and and in Mad Max 2, the general of that gang, like, doesn't speak at all. He just, like, grunts, and everyone knows what to do, you know, like, and I think they're making fun of that character, because the, the, the main, you know jock leader of the gang just grunts and and he you know <laughs> the most he he speaks is by writing on a chalkboard and but everyone knows what he's saying when he grunts and they kind of make fun of this idea that people can translate his <laughs> grunts into speak and and so but the funny thing is they give him a much deeper story so you know the general in, in mad max 2 was just sort of the the villain bad guy character but in Daybreak, he actually has, like, a entire backstory and, and a reason the way that he is, and he has, like, a whole thing with one of the main characters and, and like, a like a romance with, with one of the main characters, and, like, like, really just, like, it's like they took that Mad Max 2 kind of paper <laughs> character and then gave him this really, like, deep and interesting <laughs> backstory, and so that's what I really appreciated. Like, like, I think pretty much every character is really well thought out and really good and has a really good backstory and just like like you know and and it i don't know it just gets better and better like when they find out the ghoulies uh you know they find out their teacher uh can talk even though she's still a ghoulie she she can you know do more than just say the last thing she was thinking when she died she actually can think and plan she becomes kind of one of the team and and uh <laughs> She's hilarious, by the way. She's kind of the, uh, you know, like, like she's kind of Bellatrix Lestrange from Harry Potter, but the good Bellatrix, but still completely crazy. So, <laughs> you know, it's a fun character. Uh, you know, uh, one of his main pals, one of the main characters, she's a, you know, a, a girl who was homeschooled and, uh, because she was homeschooled, she really, in order to, you know, get attention, decided to become a drug dealer <laughs> and, and 
used her therapist to to get drugs that she then baked into slime and then sold it at school. This was there's a bunch of flashbacks to what happened before the apocalypse, uh, and and now in the apocalypse she's uh, you know a genius, uh, but also <laughs> loves to light things on fire and and uh, is is a very funny character because she's the most like. Like, she's a 10-year-old girl, but she's the most foul-mouthed one, you know? Like, she's, like, definitely the... I don't know. In, in Shakespeare, there was always the court jester character who would speak truth to the king. And, you know, that's that's sort of her her role, uh, you know? And then, uh, I don't know, there's just a whole lot of, lot of interesting stuff that's going on in Daybreak. I just really thoroughly enjoyed it, and it made me so jealous because I was like, man... I wish I could make something that good. <laughs> like, like when I, when I write, that's what I want to like, <laughs> that's what I want to write one day. You know what I mean? Like when I grow up, I could write something like that. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I really thoroughly liked it because, uh, it, it, it's one of those perfect blends of comedy and there's also a lot of heart in it. Like I think a lot of, uh, post-apocalyptic, uh, fiction and a lot of fiction nowadays, like, it feels like it wants to go to sort of like the darker side of humanity and and it sort of has like an assumption that no one's a good person. And I don't think this makes that assumption ever. I think it assumes that there are good people out there (laughs) and that do the right thing. And I kind of like that because I I believe that to be generally true. I don't think, I don't think in in the post-apocalypse everyone's just going to become the worst version of themselves. You know what I mean? Like I think people are going to help each other out. It's kind of what we do now, you know, like people don't just like... (laughs) see someone hurt on the street and like walk away, you know, they call 911 and there's actually people that will get down and, and kneel next to the person. And you know what I mean? Like, I like, like, I, I don't know. I think people <laughs> do help each other out. I've, I've seen it happen. And, and, you know, you just have to look at what happens after like a hurricane, you know, like new Orleans had a lot of bad stuff happen after that hurricane, but you know, that was a lot of mistakes made by the government. There were still people doing good. Like the Mennonites went and rebuilt some people's houses just like day one, right after the hurricane, like a whole block of people's houses. They just did it because, you know what I mean? Like there's little stories like that. So I think, you know, there are, there are some good people. So that that's what I mean by this series has a lot of heart, but uh, yeah, no uh, <laughs> daybreak is a good amount of action it's a good amount of comedy. It's very good characters, very good storytelling, and it's so meta. And I, I save the best detail for last. Uh, why am I blinking on his name? He played Ferris Bueller, uh, uh, Matthew Broderick. Uh, so Matthew Broderick is the principal who also turns out to be, you know, uh, one of the ghoulies that can talk and likes to eat kids. And so he becomes kind of like this weird, crazy cannibal <laughs> uh in the story, uh, but he's also the principal, so it's kind of cool that there's this, you know, iconic teen actor who then becomes the 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 principal of a of this story, uh, you know. So yeah, Matthew Broderick is in it, and I don't know, it's it's interesting because they they set up season two uh, to happen, of course, uh, and it seems like they defeat Matthew Broderick at the end, but I don't know if he's quite dead, so he might be in the second season. Like, it's, uh, it's interesting. And the other fun thing about Daybreak, for, for me at least, is that it was filmed in my hometown of Albuquerque, and the mall that they're in for, like, most of the scenes are, is literally the mall that was near my house that I grew up with, so, uh, 
you know, when Diablo 2 came out, anyone remember that game? Uh, <laughs> I went to Cottonwood Mall to get my copy of it, and we, we wandered around in the morning waiting for GameStop to open, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and that was after staying up all night for it, because uh, <laughs> we, we thought it would be open at midnight, but they weren't, so <laughs> we just decided to keep staying up until they opened, you know, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, like, like, yeah, Albuquerque, uh, my hometown, and so whenever I see something filmed in Albuquerque, I'm like, oh yeah, I know that. Like, there's a, a rail yards out in Albuquerque, which, uh, my friends and I used to kind of explore when they were just kind of abandoned and creepy rail yards, and I got tons of pictures of the place, uh, you know, uh, and now it's basically like a market, and it's a movie studio set, because it looks really cool for the post-apocalypse, and, and, uh, you know, I, the rail yards were in it, and of course Cottonwood Mall, and then, yeah, just, you know, it, it supposedly takes place in LA, or, or Glendale, California, and uh, I don't know if Glendale even exists, uh, I'm not too familiar with all the suburbs of LA, but uh, yeah, it takes place in California, but you know, it's it's Albuquerque that they're filming in, and I always enjoy seeing Albuquerque, uh, being that it is, it is my hometown, uh, Sadly, no one that I know was in it. Usually when something's filmed in Albuquerque, there's usually, like, someone I'm like, oh, yeah, I know that person. But in this case, you know, I'm a little older, and the only people that survived were people under 18, so I'm, there probably were Albuquerque actors in there. Probably just don't know them, because I haven't been to Albuquerque in a long time. So there you go. Daybreak. Uh, if you like the books that I write, then you will love Daybreak. If you, if you, if you have my sense of humor, then you're going to love it. You know, if you don't have my sense of humor, you might not love it as me, and that's fine. Anyways, so it's time to end the podcast now. Thank you for listening. Have a good night.